Maybe hold so we're the trying mic. to just hold the mic. Up? Hold the mic a little further from your face. Okay, it's further from my face now. That's yeah, better. You okay. sound, you're just loud. Did you not? <laughs> I haven't seen you in how long, and you're just going to make fun of me like this? It sounds better, trust me. Welcome to the Move with Modus podcast. My name is Dr. Christopher Ellis, and joining me is personal trainer John Williams. We are the owners of Modus Personal Training and Physiotherapy. Together, we will discuss any topic you can think of when it comes to training and rehab. From the carnivore diet to hip impingement, you can be sure that all your questions will be answered. Enjoy this week's episode. Well, you had this one on glutathione. How do you pronounce that? Glutathione. Yeah. Yeah. The title in the uh, description looked interesting, and I just want to learn more about it. And now people talk a lot about antioxidants. Why is this one special? Why are antioxidants important in the first place? Good question, John. (laughs) So... So oxidation, so life is like a, a balance of a uh, box of chocolates. Well, it's like, like a box of chocolates. Yep. Yeah, it's electrons bouncing back and forth to each other. And that makes a big difference. If you remember oxidation reduction back in chemistry cat class, oil rig, oxygen is uh, um, loss and reduction is gain. You're, I don't know if you remember. Anyways, so there's constantly an exchange of ions going back and forth. And that changes how things um, interact. Uh, so oxidation is generally considered like kind of a bad process. It's the reason cars rust. It's the reason bananas turn brown. It's the reason older folks skin and get those like brown spots that are skin is like oxidizing. Mm. Right. Uh, it's just, it's Can I just... prevent that? Because that's I, I fear that. Glutathione. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I mean, some level of oxidation is good because so we call it oxidative stress. You want life is always a balance, right? Um, you don't want too little of anything or too much of anything. If you don't work out at all, provide no stress, you don't grow. If you do too much, you get some muscle breakdown. So, you know, either way, in either direction, it's not good. You, just, it's, you always want that Goldilocks zone. Same is true of oxidation. You want like a little bit because it does trigger a de- um, detoxification system in our body. Um, so it's kind of good for us to adapt. But uh, anyways, oxidation at higher levels can cause all kinds of stuff, give you wrinkled skin and all that stuff. So how do you fight oxidation? Antioxidation, right? So that's the antioxidants, right? And so you get a lot of that stuff in fruits and berries and meats and you know all the good food. Um, so did that answer that part? So I can get into the glutathione. So well, I'm just gonna go for it. So glutathione is like, <laughs> so when I was researching this, you'll see. I was gonna answer you and you just were very impatient. <laughs> when you, uh, if you do a little research on glutathione, everyone says, oh, it's the master, the master antioxidant, the master. And in my blog, I didn't want to repeat everybody else. I call it the king of the jungle. <laughs> so <But laughs> it's, it's like the most powerful antioxidants, right? Uh, and it's, made of three proteins let's see if i can remember them it's, um L- yeah this is you remembering them by looking at your phone and researching yeah, it shut up shut up <laughs> L- <laughs> glutamine glycine and cysteine those are the three right okay so well it seemed like it took you a while to remember them but once you once i opened my phone, remembered them they you said right them, you said them yeah. pretty quickly yeah <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> Like the proteins and the aminos, they get very comp. They all sound the same. A lot of they do all sound the same. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah. Uh, so here's the idea. So 
Uh, oxidative stress can come in a lot of different forms. It can come in food, you know, smoking, alcohol, environmental stuff, uh, carcinogens, too much exercise, too much sun, too much anything, right? It'll create oxidative stress. And then the bi secretes the, or, you know, the glutathione like mitigates that. So think of it as like you have a pool of glutathione. And if you're, if you're constantly putting, taxing your system with oxidative stress, you're constantly soaking up your pool and then you run out and that's where damage occurs. So, um, you know, if you go out on a bender and drink a bunch of alcohol and smoke a bunch of cigars, not that you'd ever do that, right? Uh, I've never done that before, <laughs> nor have you witnessed such a thing. You've probably soaked up temporarily your pools of glutathione and then you got to stock back up or else you're going to, you know, if you stop, start putting things on top of that, now I'm going to go for a sprint and be out in the sun and like, I don't know, drive through smog in LA or something. <laughs> you're going to just have things stacking on top of each other and you probably don't have enough glutathione to sustain that type of damage. So the question is, how do you get it? Well, so as always, meat is a great source of it because, oh, let me back up. So there are supplements. You can take glutathione supplements, but they've found that they're not really effective. What is more effective is- Do we know why that is? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure somebody knows, but uh, it, it really comes down to bioavailability. I mean, supplements in general are just hard to take stuff. You know, I don't think we know how much we get out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of probably pee them all out. Let's well, and at the same time, too, when we cook foods, we partially are digesting that food before we put it into our body, which makes all of the nutrients in there more bioavailable. If we don't cook supplements, um, so it could have something to do with it, but you know, I'm not I, a scientist. You know, I wonder if maybe they're not coming with their cofactors. They're not coming with the minerals. Like, you know, you eat a steak and you get the glutathione and maybe the cofactor that helps digest it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just take a pure form of it and you don't get the things that help absorption that, that i don't know that's probably what it is i'm not 100 sure uh but what i do know is those other uh peptides the um let's see if i can recall it from memory again <laughs> yep you're thinking really hard the l-glutamine glycine and cysteine if you take it if they do those supplements those are the building blocks for glutathione you seem to have higher glutathione levels uh, but so natural sources of glutathione are like so steak eggs i feel like eggs is everything and then uh it's nature's multivitamin and now then, egg yolks or the yes. egg whites yolks yolks yeah. see that my mom is so obsessed with her egg whites i know she's like, i'm trying to get more protein and not as much fat i'm like yeah, but you're yeah. missing all of the nutrients that come from the egg this is what in the nutrition world i think everything boils down to are you on the side of the diet heart hypothesis or not so do you think that fat makes you fat? And do you think high levels of saturated fat causes an increase in LDL and that's bad and can give you a heart attack? That's sort of the one school of thought, which I think is completely wrong. Uh, if that's your school of thought, then you're going to think fat is fat. You're going to stay away from butter. You're going to substitute with margarine and all these things with vegetable oils and the recommendations to have canola oil, which I think is completely backwards. It's yep. completely backwards. It should be the other way around. LDL is not bad unless it's damaged. What damages it? Things like canola oil, processed sugars, industrial seed oils. So now, wasn't an oxidation process part of the damaging of LDL? Yes. Uh, so some of the vegetable oils and the processed sugars, well, sugars glycate. Okay, so um, ApoB is a protein that sits on the surface of the LDL. 
that's the key code that allows the LDL to go into cells and deliver the cholesterol. Okay, so I don't know if you remember that part, right? So that apple B protein is key. Like literally, it's the key. <laughs> uh, so if that gets damaged, then the cells that the cholesterol are supposed to go to don't recognize it and it's left to go into circulation. So the oxidation of that is what is the bad thing. And that's, that comes from crappy diet. So what you shouldn't do is eat a whole bunch of saturated fat, jack up your LDL, and then also eat a bunch of vegetable oil and processed sugar. That's probably the recipe for disaster. Now, does our glutathione help with this at all? Or is this a completely separate thing? I would imagine so. I mean, you know, if you're trying to minimize the oxidation of, of lipids of this LDL molecule, an antioxidant like glutathione would probably help. But I'm sure if you just overwhelm the system with, you know, just picture someone going out and uh, drinking a bunch, smoking cigarettes and going to McDonald's, right? <laughs> right. So you've created a whole bunch of oxidative stress from cigarettes and the alcohol and who else, whatever else you're doing. And then you go to uh, McDonald's and then you're having a bunch of crappy food. A uh, bunch of fries soaked in vegetable oils, and you are getting some, you know, actual meat from the burger. So now you've got LDL up, and you've got oxidative stress from the vegetable oils, and you probably soaked up your glutathione pools from all the drinking and smoking. <laughs> so I just the whole mess of things. Yeah, that's that's the rogue wave. That's the the perfect storm right there. I think I do like McDonald's though. I mean, they're supposedly like all beef patties. I don't, there's nothing in them, I, as far as I know. I don't know how high quality the meat is, but if you skip the, the bun and the fries, and it might not be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you said meat, eggs, and then what else is glutathione available? Oh, in? Um, <laughs> so I forget the way it works, but I know sulfur-containing sulfur foods um, can help uh, build glutathione, and that's the cruciferous vegetables like, you know, broccoli and cauliflower uh things that kind of smell a little sulfury so probably that's probably why i think it's probably the sulfur and eggs that actually really help mm -hmm. um those are big ones oh yeah I, th I think milk i think milk thistle and vitamin c also help with absorption but don't don't ask me the details on that i just read that somewhere so so if you're going to give a high level overview of the benefits of consuming glutathione and where it comes from and pretty much the most important things people could take from what we're talking about here what would it be like a two I, sentence here's I what would you say should know. eat foods containing the l-glutamate glycine cysteine right or sulfur containing foods to build up your glutathione levels so you can mitigate oxidative stress there we go so i want to tell you since we're on the topic of nutrition i want to tell you my current nutritional strategy all right. And I've been feeling really good, like really good. And uh, so I was on a cut for like eight weeks and it was mm -hmm. brutal and I was hungry all the time. Um, but what I did is I pretty much narrowed down my food intake to high fat meats, mm -hmm. dark leafy greens, mm -hmm. and then fruits. Okay. And then I've kind of, I, I was doing even like a little bit of like whole wheat pasta for a bit. Mm -hmm. And I eliminated that and I've mm -hmm. really never felt better. Like before or after eating a meal, even when I go to work out yeah. and exercise, I feel fantastic. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Cooked fatty meats, mm -hmm. dark leafy greens, mm -hmm. carbs or fruit. 
thoughts yeah um me personally i just don't do well with any kind of carb or you know um well i would say like a pasta type of carb um as much as i do love it i, I just it, my it doesn't sit well with me and i, I think that goes into my some personal history the hypoglycemia um i do eat some fruit occasionally i'll have some strawberry a lot of berries um also high in antioxidants by the way um and i don't really eat any dark leafy the dark leafy greens they are kind of micronutrient rich uh but they don't come out without their negatives but i think it's really you know diet is so independent if you feel good that's i think that's a great diet for you i mean my two rules is avoid processed sugar and vegetable oils those are my two mm -hmm. biggest rules and for me personally i just go low carb so i do have some fruits i do get some carb uh and i don't really do vegetables i do a lot of saturated fat and liver and eggs and i do do dairy Dairy is also one of those ones. It just depends on the person. I don't know if you saw this, but Do Dr. Rhonda Patrick is currently doing the ketogenic diet. Yeah, I, I think I saw something about that. Mm -hmm. And she made an interesting comment on the Joe Rogan podcast. She was in it when she put out the podcast. It was maybe like a month ago. Mm -hmm. I wonder how she's doing now. She was probably like two or three weeks into it. Mm -hmm. And she was having an impossible time getting into ketosis. Like, Yeah. I did like, see that talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like anytime she would have like spinach, it would mm -hmm. kick her out of ketosis. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you're taking in carbs. And so maybe she's not fat adapted. And so you give the system any type of carb is just going to opt for that. Yeah. And she was saying like all of the people who think they're doing the ketogenic diet, there's no way they are. Cause obviously she knows what she knows. She's a very intelligent person mm -hmm. on top of the fact that she's trying her ass off to be in ketosis and she's struggling to get into it obviously over time she'll become more fat adapted she can get into ketosis quicker mm -hmm. um, but in the beginning because most people don't really try all that hard with any of their nutritional strategies like most people are probably not in ketosis ever well so the ketogenic does uh include some fruits and veg right I, i've never actually read through all the details of the ketogenic diet but it does include fruits and vegetables so if you're taking in carbs and your body is adapted to burning carbs instead of fats it's, it's going to naturally select for carbs. So that's yep. where it's like, why don't just go zero carb for like a month, train your body to be adapted to burning fat, and then maybe opt for like a ketogenic diet. And then it kind of can switch back and forth a little easier. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, people have a hard time being that restricted for even only a month. I don't get that at all. Like, so a diet full of eggs and ribeyes, that sounds restrictive. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, just do it for a month. It's amazing what happens. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I've been having a ton of lamb recently mm -hmm. because for some reason up here, like lamb is way less expensive per pound than uh, beef at the moment. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a ton of lamb. I love and lamb. It's so good. Two, two nights ago, I think it was, I had lamb um, shoulder with an egg on top. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was absurd. It didn't make any sense. Get some ground lamb some goat cheese a little bit of black pepper and put an egg on top mm. so just make it it's like a the best burger you know skip the bone it's amazing it's amazing yeah that sounds that sounds fantastic the, still the best i think the best meat i've ever had was with you and your brother those beef ribs. and we had we had we had the beef ribs which were unnecessarily good <laughs> and then the pulled lamb in the crock pot which was just like ridiculous i'd never had anything like it yeah we do it up Yep, I actually just bought some beef ribs. I'm gonna cook them tonight. Smoke them. Ooh, I'm I'm jealous. Yeah, that 
I was like, you know, I was getting kind of pissed at you guys because I got to your place at like five. And you're like, yeah, it's not going to be done to like 10 more hours. I was like, like, who do you think I am? (laughs) That's our secret to making you like our food is just make you wait for us. You're starving. (laughs) Yeah, so we literally waited like four and a half or five hours, some crazy amount of time. Yeah. And then we ate and I was like, okay, this was totally worth it. And then your brother was having having his own moment and he didn't even get to hang out with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he did. See, and now you're telling stories about. It. I think it was the second podcast you mentioned the beef ribs on. See, it's worth the wait. Yeah, it's. I speak about them more often than I should. Well, John, anything else? No. All right. I'll see you when you get down here. Then. You'll see me then. Do you have unexplained pain, or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions, and now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping, and you get results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT20 for 20% off. Go to letsgetcheck.com and use the code DPT20. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions you want answered, find us on Instagram at Modus Naples or send us an email. You can fill out a contact form on our website, which is modusnaples.com. Make sure to check out our blog and our shop as well, where there are downloadable programs that we'll continue to update. This is the Move with Modus podcast. We'll see you next week.